Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We have a special guest with us today. We're looking very, looking forward to it. Very much, very yeah, excited. We did. I will say we did tease it a little bit, so we're excited that we get to actually have him on. So, without further ado, we have Stephen Acre here with us today. Welcome, Stephen. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? You know, we're good. The whole just, audience, you know. Right. Oh yeah, they're they're doing great. Don't worry about them. We we talk about the weather and everything. They love I know it. we ask questions all the time. We're like, that was rhetorical. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why we would ask you a question. You can't listen to us. Um, but yeah. so, Stephen Acre, we've been wanting to have you on for I think ever since we started the podcast. There we go. I couldn't hear we, Johnny on it. <laughs> oh, I hope everyone can hear me. Uh, yeah, we've been wanting to have you on since we started. I remember you were one of the first names that ever came up. Lizzie was, was like, like, we, we need to have him on. We need to have him on. And I've just never like followed through to ask you. And we're so, we're so bad about planning it. <laughs> so guys, Same. Lizzie knows more about Steven than I do. Uh, I just know he's a badass realtor. Uh, we run into him. At, at various things. We cross paths. Lizzie knows him from college. Yeah. Well, okay. So we went to the same college, but we didn't meet until I was in a wedding and you were singing in the wedding. We were I'm actually dating sure. at the time, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now this just got no, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I got interesting because I was definitely married at the time. <laughs> yeah, funny. we have a mutual friend, uh, yeah. Tyler Wilson and Trisha uh, Wilson. And, Shout out uh, we to met, my BFF. At their wedding. So, yeah. So we met there and you had just started real estate. I'm pretty sure you were like, I, I don't even know, maybe, maybe less than a year into it too. Yep. And I think I was maybe two years. You had maybe just gotten licensed. It Dude, was that very new. You hit this ground running, man. Oh, yeah. Holy yeah. hell. Th that's why I like, I was like, we have to have him on because what you've accomplished in the last five years is incredible. And so we're like, okay, Thank let's, you. let's give, give away all your secrets. <laughs> you know, so, it, it, it feels so much longer than um, right. <laughs> it really has been. Isn't that funny? Like it's been like six years and it feels like uh, just a lifetime. So, yep. Yep. But getting here, looking back, it's, it's uh, been a great ride. So looking yeah. forward to sharing more. Okay. So let's jump in. Tell us a little bit like who you are, where you are, where you started, where you're at. Mm -hmm. Give us all yeah. that. <laughs> All right. So obviously name is Stephen Acre. I started the Acre Brothers Realty team with my brother, Mark. And we both went to Liberty University and we were both going to get uh, our criminal justice degrees, which we actually did end up finishing. But we wanted to become police officers, um, completely different career. But we both got out and we're actually having some difficulty getting jobs um, in that department. So we got stuck at Liberty University. That's where we went to school. Um, <laughs> did you, did you work in financing? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we worked in financial aid. Everyone, so, everyone does go through financial aid there, I feel like. <laughs> so we were dealing with people's money and on the phones, we were in the call center um, there. Oh. And I just remember it being a fast experience as far as getting experience survived, but also it was not a fun job. Um, as you may know. So anyways, we got a lot of good experience there. And three years in, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. You know, I'm like, I'm expendable. I'm not moving up. You know, there's a couple of positions that opened up that I didn't end up getting. So I'm like, you know, I, I'm out of here. So I just made a quick decision. And my brother, Luke, is a company, Reminder Media, I think you guys know, but they're a really big company. He runs the State Paid podcast. 
And he just said, hey, you should try real estate. So I jumped in blindly, got into real estate. And I was just so fortunate. I mean, it's just something that I loved, I think, from the very get-go, even through the pain, you know, and mm-hmm. the story goes, basically the first six months, I didn't have but one transaction, you know, 65000 And I almost went broke. I had 250 bucks in my bank account, but it ended up clicking from there. And I ended up selling like, it was either 35 or 38, my first, uh, you know, first year, six months and one transaction and then the rest after that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It ended up being good. It was like either all in or all out. And I think when I got all all in, that's when I burned the bridges. That's when it truly clicked for me. Had to. Absolutely. For sure. I think that that happens a lot, right? People are one foot in, one foot out. And mm-hmm. it's just not quite enough push to really yep. get over the hump, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, my belief another... is you can't do this job well part-time. That's my belief. Yeah. Well, and that we had another agent on who was going to start off part-time and he ended up losing his job. And it was like sink or swim. Sometimes that's yep. what people just really need is that motivation mm-hmm. of like, hey, you you need to do this full-time. And like, just take the risk. I think that I would say if you, if you're like a dedicated person, like 90% of the time you're going to make it, but until you go full-time, we have had a hard time with part-time agents because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. I think people just need to know, like we allow part-time agents in the sense of there's no hourly full-time is what I tell people. Sure. But you have to treat this job like it's your full-time gig and the other job, like it's your part-time. And I think that's when it clicks for people because there's, I mean, you're going to have to put 40 hours, you know, for the yep. most part, if not more. Um, and so you just need, a, this needs to be your full-time gig if you really want to last in this industry. Absolutely. And the rewards are so huge, right? I mean, yep. I, the commissions are great. Let's be honest. You can get paid really well <laughs> at that. this job. <laughs> Amen. Um, so what's the story on how you grew, right? So it was just the two yeah. of you. That's how you started. And obviously that's not where you are now. Um, yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. So, well, it was interesting because, you know, I jumped in, uh, I jumped in the loan at first and Mark joined me about uh, a year in and actually the one that supported me when my bank account went low. <laughs> but um, I, I really thrived early on on open houses and and four sub owners was another big one. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, how I did it was I was in need of a paycheck. And, you know, I was not going to do, I was going to do whatever it took to get that paycheck. <laughs> uh, and so I started doing open houses. And basically, uh, as you know, I think it's like 28% of people find their home through an open house. And they're all bottom of the funnel leads mm-hmm. and it's no cost. So we still do open houses as a team. I don't really do open houses anymore as the team lead. But if I was jumping into the business, I would do that 100% because it's zero cost. They're all bottom of the funnel leads. 28% of people find their uh, their house through an open house. And so I would just connect with those buyers at face-to-face at open houses. And then at that point, it was, okay, well, if they need a specific house, right, then why don't I just double up the transaction, right? So instead of finding a listing on uh, line, I would go out and I would pick up FISBOs, you know, I would go door knocking, I would do circle prospecting until I had a way in for the, you know, for the seller. And even if I didn't connect them to that um, specific house, I would still list it. And that's how I ended up closing uh, like 35 transactions the next six months. 
Um, and then, you know, this business is repeat referral. So five years in yeah. now, that's a beautiful thing, right? Yep. <laughs> I, t- I say that all the time of like, guys, <clears throat> even if, you know, like we, we have um, like op city leads. We don't, we don't personally, but people do them. Um, we have our mm-hmm. team yep. on it. Yep. Um, actually you do now. You started doing a few of them just to see what, what they would be yeah, like I wanted for to know our team. Was up. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. and we we're always like, guys, I would take it because it's a 30% referral yep. fee, but you don't know what that, that one little bit of a less commission could turn into. It could turn into yep. five transactions sure. with that person, yeah. with their family. Yeah. We're all in it for the referrals. Mm-hmm. And it Definitely. will. And that's the thing. It's like, I just, I put four under contract this month and I'm telling you like, I did not work on those transactions at all. There's there's a couple houses I did not see and just wrote up the contract <laughs> with my people. And those are all the people that I helped early on. Like I'm telling you, there's yeah. one guy that I ended up drilling out the concrete at his house. They poured a driveway over the septic. And I ended up no. doing it for him to make sure the deal went through. The craziest story ever. That guy is about so many millions worth of real estate through me. And I don't even go to see the houses, you know, anymore. It's just literally like, hey, I want this house. And we got, yep. you know, and then I list Absolutely. There. So yep. It, that, that's what it will be. That's what the payoff is in, in you know, three to five years um, for people if they truly understand it. And it's like you mentioned, like 35%, that's nothing to build your database. Exactly. You know, my team, um, we have a split of 50%. And there's no question about it. I had people doing 60 transactions, you know what I mean? 30 something transactions the first year, but people don't understand the trajectory of that. Not only are they making more money than um, individuals in their first year, yeah. but they also their fifth year is going to look a lot, lot better than those Absolutely. other eight because all those people are repeat referral business, right? Yeah, yeah. We've I and mean, we always kind of say that it takes once you can really last like two to three years in the industry, then you're really going to see the payoff. One hundred percent. It yeah. just feels so defeating, it's mostly around your sphere of influence and referral. Like they're. Yeah. They, they don't necessarily trust you. You have to earn that. You have to prove that you are the oh, agent yeah. that they should choose. And now, you know, January 1 this year, it was bizarre. Like our phone went crazy. Like people were yeah. like, I'm going to buy next year. They really meant next yep. year. They came around. <laughs> we were yeah. like, okay, let's go. But it is, I mean, it, it's just that consistency that pays off. That's awesome. All right. I'm going to drill you with another question. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, you got uh, going. So I, I went and cruised your website. I was like, I need to learn a little bit more, do a little digging. I see you have an, uh, an inside sales guy. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Sales. Johnny's super well, interested in inside sales. I am. I, so, I think it's great. Well, we got two of them. And one is for our real estate investment side. And then that flows also in the retail, right? But yeah. um, mainly for real estate investment. And then we have an inside sales agent for the agents um, that he picks up all the Facebook leads and Y local leads and old Zillow leads, and then we'll make them warm and hand them to an agent. So, I mean, I'll say uh, the truth is, is that the margins are lower. So you have sure. to scale when the margins are lower. But then it also goes back to that repeat referral game, right? So how many of these mm-hmm. people are, are in our database that we're going to jump on and they'll be sphere later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a lot of listings that we don't buy, you know, their property. So the script is he just calls and he goes, um, you know, would you be open to an offer at the right price? Right. Um, and everyone is open to an offer at the right price. So they start to get mm-hmm. a little greedy in their mind, start thinking about all the money sure, they can make yeah. and all that good stuff. 
and they give if they give any bit of um, you know then you know you've got to weigh in and sure. so when they say yes you go oh great what is that right price and then they give the right price if it's too high for an investment you know it's a listing and you basically tell them hey i'd love to meet you we could potentially buy it if we don't buy it what we'll do is we i bet to anything we can get you that on the market right and yeah. it'll go to the appointment at that point that's yeah, great so that's, that's what it looks a, like but yeah you do a lot of like fix and flips is that right yeah so we did about 31 last year what? but we held all of them so we really we 31 uh, units too i should uh, clarify yep, a little bit yep we've yep. got a, a 12 unit and a seven unit in, in turn those so we're up to with the next one that we're purchasing coming up here will be about a little over 100 which will be sweet um, and that's the that's real awesome. wealth builder. That's yeah. amen to that. Would, <laughs> yeah. Looking back, I just like that's where the true money has been made um, for our real estate team. I think that a lot of people getting into this um, lose sight of that. They're like, oh, okay, I can make my quick commission check. But like you said, if you yeah. can find some passive income and just build that up, that's a just huge sacrifice, way man. To do yeah, it. just sacrifice. If people, if I knew what I knew now. Um, I would have never done any flips back in 2020. I mean, yeah. I would have held those suckers held over so yeah. <laughs> much money. It wouldn't even been funny. So, you know, <laughs> they say don't buy to, uh, don't wait to buy real estate. Uh, buy and wait. You know, is the yep. is the saying, and that has held true because it's wealth building without your hand in it, which is nice. I think that a lot of yeah, and a lot of people who are buying houses are scared of the market. Right? They 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 need to yep. wait. Uh, interest rates go down, maybe prices are going to go down, but there are no guarantees that's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then here's uh, the thing. Actually, I went to KW Family Reunion recently, and Gary was oh, up yeah. giving his vision, his vision uh, statement, and he was going through all the stats. And it's so funny because you look at what happened basically in 2022 is property sales did drop off a cliff. It was like 6.2 uh, um, in the third quarter. And the fourth quarter went to an average of like 4 million um, mm. homes. That really dropped off a cliff. But what he was saying, which was super interesting, is he doesn't think that interest rates will ever drop below 5%. And he's like, I'm really? pretty positive. They, like, almost positive they won't drop below 4%. And then if you look at like the historical average, yeah. like we're actually better interest rates than we've been. Like I think it was uh, 1990 to 2000. Um, the average was like something like 7% um, Absolutely. across the board, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. So, or maybe that was uh, the 70s to 2000 um, was 7%. But anyways, it's like very clear for buyers that they should not um, wait to buy. And I think that's becoming yeah. more clear to them. And because you said January, your phone went off the hook. Our phone right. you know, went off the hook as well. And I think people are kind of catching on to that, that the market's well, not going yeah. to crash. I think people were initially like freaked out. I mean, when we got 7% interest rates, it freaked people out. They're like, what? We yeah. were just at right. two. But, but that's just <laughs> right. so short-sighted, right? Yeah. Like people yeah. just don't know the historical context. And, yeah. and that matters a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see what what happens in the real spring market. We're already feeling a spring market. Yeah. And it's not even spring yet. Mm -hmm. But right. yeah, it's going to be the interesting. Two things, the two things that I see... I wish I'm getting off on a tangent and we can no, go, go, go for it. <laughs> the, the only two things I see as like a market threat, this is funny, but AI would be um, one that would be a market threat. Um, and now the other one just 
slipped my mind. Um, <laughs> okay, so what do you, yeah, yeah, what do you mean by AI? Dive then? into that. Yeah. Well, so I've, I've been watching a bunch of Billy Jean uh, marketing. I don't know if you guys know the guy, no. but he's like mm-hmm. the guru, guru of the industry as far as marketing. But what it basically is saying is a lot. I think a lot of people are going to become obsolete um, with AI technology. He did an ad recently where he was talking, right? And you're listening to him speak. And he's like, this is the biggest threat um, that we've ever faced. And then he goes, and one of the reasons it's the biggest threat is because all the people that were talking my ad previously aren't real human beings. They're all AI. And I'm actually not talking right now. This is an AI, um, artificial intelligence, um, mimicking my voice. And I was just like, holy crap. And then if you if you use chat GPT, yeah. right? <laughs> I have never experienced, like, it is unreal. Like, I do. I type in all my listing uh, descriptions. And it populates some, and I just edit the tiniest of things. It's Absolutely. better than I am. Yes. I come up with good stuff. And it is just it's phenomenal. Great. Yeah. It, it's like, not a- okay, so we're, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to divulge a huge secret. What? what? Johnny did use it one time to write a whole podcast episode to see if we, it could do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll never tell which one it was, but we did it. We're I like, just let's wanted just to see know. what info yeah. it gives, and it was spot I mean, on what we would have said. Job, if people lose their job because of that, that would be the uh, the biggest thing I think that could hurt our economy, which would be interesting. Yeah. Do but you think that's, that, that's good? Uh, I was going to say, do you think it's going to be like any other of our, you know, technology or industrial revolutions? Where, okay, yeah. I mean, this is different, right? Artificial intelligence is a heck of a lot different than, you know, machines. But <laughs> but we will find a way to put them to use, right? I, I have a hard time feeling, sure. believing well, people are just going to be put out of work, right? That's, that's the whole point. So it's like, hey, if I can, as a company, get rid of half of my workforce and use AI to fulfill yeah. their positions, I'm, I'm going to benefit, right? But um, the person that has the job underneath you know sure well but you know at that point there's just a re-education right for them as well um so you know i don't know what do you think about a guru in the business what do you think about the real estate industry as far as agents becoming obsolete because i think that's been something that's been tossed around so much recently maybe not even recently but for for a long time um what do you think about that i just I just can't see it. And I've always gotten that question and felt insecure about the answer, right? But now I never feel insecure. I, I do think that, you know, some agents maybe will become a little bit more um, compact, will lose a lot of people out of the industry. But mm-hmm. it's just when people talk to me, they want to be told what to do. When I go to an attorney, I want to be told what to do. I don't sure, want to be asked absolutely. What to do. When, I, when I go to a doctor, I want to be told what to do. I don't want to be asked what to do. And there was another stat that Gary had brought up, but he was basically um, saying where people found, you know, their information and stuff. And it was like 50 something percent. um, It was over that 80 something percent used a realtor. Right. Um, But uh, I guess it was, what was it? 19 percent or something like that went to the real estate agent uh, um, and has asked them what to do. I'll pull up the stat later. Maybe we can download that. Sure. But anyways, I just like when I, for myself, when I'm buying, I don't use some real estate agents and I realize very clearly why I don't use them. And then I use other real estate agents 
and I go, why do I use them? And it's because I trust, you know what I mean? There's a trust in what they're telling me on the information given because they yeah. may give the same information, but one doesn't have the experience level as the other one. Um, and that's what actually Gary's stat was showing was the experience level. Uh, sure, yeah. absolutely. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more with your answer. I yeah. think I, I don't see us being taken out of the equation fully. I mean, I think there's been a threat there. I think there's a threat to buyer agent commissions a little bit, but I, I just don't see agents being taken out of it completely. It's the and largest financial decision you will ever that's make. What gets like, me. Why yep. would you not want yeah. someone guiding you through it? You know, it's interesting. I don't even know if there's a threat to the commission because the way I see it is I actually don't receive enough. So for early on, when you're an agent, you first are like, what the hell? That's a lot of freaking money. Like, this yeah. is crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm probably not worth and this then... stuff. Yeah. And then five years in, I literally go, I'm not receiving enough. But so it's worse for me that it's a standard 3%. I almost wish it wasn't a standard 3% because then the industry as a whole, the consumer wouldn't dictate that as much. So it's like, it's a positive early on and then it's almost a negative later on because Interesting, yeah. I, I can't shift, I can't shift my margins. I have a set mm. um, price that I get and it's very hard to sway away from that, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, but no, now sense. I don't think I'd have hard time getting, you know, 4% if I was myself going out and listing homes because it's all yeah. about what you can make the consumer. And I tell people that all the time, pairs what you spend, spend 18%. If you're going to make 40%, right? Uh, like who right. cares, right? Yeah. Um, unless someone can make you 40% at 10%, which, you know, it's just, that's the way it is. Sure. If you 100%. make someone more money, you're going to make more money. Well, and you have to, I, mean, I think, yeah, that is the hard thing is like the agent that's only been in this industry for three months gets a 3% commission and you yeah. and us who've been in it for five years, we still get a 3% yep. commission, which is why I think it is so smart that, I mean, you've switched over to passive income. I mean, the second yep. we stop practicing real estate, the second our paychecks dry up, like we have to have yep. a plan right. and exit strategy Bingo. to get out of the industry. Yep. And I would say, yeah, if you're, if you're an agent, store money, store money, store money, invest, you know, store as much money so, so that you can put it into a vehicle that's going to make you money later on because you will wake up one day. I see these agents all the time. You will wake up one day either wishing you would have run a real business or invested in something. You will not wish that you were an agent at that point. Sure. And I just, it's, it's a plague in our industry right now, which is that's another thing that we do on our team and how we've scaled is a lot of the agents are investing and we're helping them invest in real estate. Excellent. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. So talk to, f finish telling us a little bit about, okay, so you were a single agent and then you started a team Yeah, with your brother. So okay. yeah, that was kind of weird because I, I needed information. I needed data. I had no clue. I didn't even know when I got in, I had no clue how we got paid. So I, I just no went, nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> nobody that's knows, not yeah. that's not weird. <laughs> All right, that's good. So I um I went to my broker and negotiated a deal with her right away to make cold calls to her database um at like fifteen dollars per hour. And my very okay. first day, this is backtracking a little bit, but my very first day, um, I ended up calling for some owners and setting up four FISBO appointments. 
And I was like, I got this. You know, so I was all prideful and arrogant. So I'm yeah. like, I told her that day before I went to the appointments. I'm like, hey, I don't think I'm going to do that job. I just want to pursue this hardcore, right? So then I go to the appointments and it was a slumlord that had a couple of them and ended up not getting any of those, not wanting any of those, but not getting them. Um, if it's the other ones, I like completely failed at the appointment. So I walked away with nothing, you know, um, and that's why six months in, I had nothing. But I ended up starting to listen to podcasts, which is my point that the whole mm-hmm. time trying to get information on learning this industry. I listened to um, Pat Hyben, real estate rock stars. I listened to Joshua Smith all the time. Uh, I think it's uh, GD mode or something like that. And um, they always talked about teams. And so I fell in love with the idea of starting a business rather than mm-hmm. being an agent. And that's kind of always been, I think my thought from then on out was just like, I want this to be a business. I want it to run when I'm not here. And by the way, yeah, we mentioned six years in, you know what I mean? Like it feels like such a long time. It is so fun. It does feel like a long time. And the truth is, is it's not a long time. I got probably 10 years before I'm going to fully function as a I'm outside of the business, right? Yeah. Sure. And it's worth the investment, but it, it is a sacrifice that people need to make. Make. I tell people, you, you need to decide whether or not you want to be the vehicle or get on board with the vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. If you get on board with the vehicle, you need to put your money in investments and just make the heavy cash because people make way more money on my team than they would make separate from my team but they don't have to go through the pain in the investment, you know, side of things. Mm-hmm. This is like a long-term play, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I'm just saying, like, I am not out of my business yet in six years. Maybe that feels like, that's why it feels so long, because I'm still grinding, right? I'm still, I just got my director of sales. I got my director of operations and director of marketing. Um, and now we're scaling up the agent count. So we'll see how it goes. But it, it's not a pretty story, I guess, It's what I'm trying to get at. No, I totally get that. I feel like I have to divide my days up and my hours. I'm like, okay, when am I doing my sales? When am I working my clients? When am yep. I working the office and the management side? When am I doing the training? Yep. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. How, it's insane. how uh, yeah? How did you migrate that part of the transition? I guess. Yeah, I mean that's so. What I'll tell people is like you got to cultivate your love for things. I don't think your love for something is just going to be there. I think that's like a failed way of thinking is like, you know, we fall further in love with our spouse as we pour into the relationship constantly Mm -hmm. and figure out more about them and figure out how to operate better and communicate better and all that good stuff. The team is, is no different. It's like, I didn't wake up and say, I want to be here, even though I kind of had some vision of being outside the business. It was like I had a, some sort of want, some sort of desire, and I poured into podcasts. You know what I mean? I went to every conference that I could go to. I went to every mastermind that I could go to. I was humble enough to ask for help from my broker, right? And anyone that I could get information from. And that's how people need to treat it. It's because once you start to get all this data in from these podcasts, you can go, okay, this is how this person's running the team. You know what I mean? Why is this person going solo? Why are they doing it solo? You know what I mean? And as you get all that data, then you can figure out, you know, where you really should be, you know, who you should be hiring. Um, yeah, there's there's so much to learn in there. But I think it's just ulti- uh, making a commitment to cultivate your desire every single day. 
because they can also go away if you don't do that. Sure. Like, I mean, 2022 was a very hard year for our team, right? Because we lost four top producing agents. Um, we, our sales dropped drastically, you know, in the last quarter. And when you're a team, it's different than a solo agent, right? Mm-hmm. And a team, you're like, oh, I still got all my overhead. You know what I mean? So yeah. we, right. ran, <laughs> we, we ran negative our last four months and it, it taught me a lot about business and why overhead, um, you, you, that, that's why all these op cities and stuff are going for a referral fee because they're crushing yeah. teams, right? They're crushing Zillow, you know, did their thing flex because they know they're just going to constantly have turnover unless they actually become an elite group that communicates well with the agent. And that's why flex is working so well. And it works so well because they're not costing the team overhead. You get your money on clothes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Team get the money on clothes, right? So um, anyways, it taught me a lot about business this last year. And it's not a pretty story, but um, you have to just wake up every day and cultivate that desire because you got to know where you're heading, you know, and you got to fall in love with where you're going to be. Um, and that's what I did from the beginning, I think. Well, I just have to say, I appreciate you sharing that because I think so many times people like to share the like pretty, okay, I got through this, I went through it and it's all buttoned up and we figured it all out. Like right. you're in the right. thick of it. So I appreciate you yep. sharing that of like, of and that's some, I think we actually have a, on our schedule that podcast episode coming up. I will not be present for it, but somebody will be with you <laughs> about <laughs> um, talking about how to re- recession proof your business. And it yeah. is yeah. overhead. I mean, I, yeah. I, I get onto Johnny all the time. I'm like the I'm like the the saver, frugaler, more one in our relationship. That's not true. Okay, Don't let her true. say that's, that. Okay. That's not it true. Is, but it that isn't is true. Funny. When it comes to business, I'm like, we're not spending money on that. We're not spending money on that. Like I tell yeah. him no all the time to yeah. everything. Tell her, Stephen, you got to spend money to make money, brother. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, hey, you got to spend money to make money. And but I will say, there's two different people in the world. There's the that mindset. And then there's my mindset and neither of them were right, right? You have to hold your money extremely accountable, right? And yep. spend money to make money. Um, and you on this side have to spend money, but you yep. hold your money accountable really well. I did not hold my money accountable sure. earlier, right? Yeah. So I'm like in growth mode. And then you look at it and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, where's okay. all my money going? <laughs> yeah, where's no, it going? Yeah. But it, even like the percentages though, like I'm like, this EJ, they all close the same amount of sales leads, right? And they go, okay, why was it Zillow not as probable? Well, one person took an extraordinary amount of the leads and, didn't, and only closed at 7%. The other one closed at 28% and 28% and sure. 17%. And you go, oh, I also have to make sure that each agent is accountable mm. to a certain close rate, right? Bingo. There's, just a, there's so much in there, but you have to hold your money accountable and you do have to spend money to make money. Yeah. Um, if you want to scale, if you want to scale For the real. business. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what we've learned more recently is we really are using leverage to our advantage. We hadn't been, Good. and now it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we have four different people working for us now in various ways. Let's and we're like, if we didn't, I mean, we couldn't do the things that we wanted to. We uh, couldn't make the money. No. <laughs> right. I yeah, couldn't I go that. that many days without sleep, right? I mean, you, yeah. you, have, to, <laughs> yeah. you have to leverage yeah. it out. Well, think uh, about that, that every agent goes through that. That's what's so funny. It's grind mode. You will not be able to grind for, I don't think anything more than five years. Everyone I talk sure. to yeah. is like the, the five-year mark. And I think that's why, I think the average is the fifth year that all businesses, most businesses fail. Um, is because you get to a certain point where you go, I got to get my time back. 
So that's why I'm saying the side where you want to be, either get a part of a vehicle that's winning, get a part of a brokerage that's winning, a team that's winning, mm -hmm. right? Get around you guys that are winning because that's the vehicle. You don't have to invest your own money. You know, utilize someone else who's already done it before you because you're going to sure. want that leverage. And then you can take that leverage and go invest in a vehicle that will make you actually more money over the long run, right? Absolutely. That's what people, that's what people should do. All right. So is anything off limits here? Like, can I just keep asking questions yeah. until you tell me you're not going to, I'm not answering that question. I love I'll it. Cut, I'll I love cut you off when we get to the time mark. Oh, cool. I mean, um, so <laughs> as far as holding yeah. your agents accountable, um, yeah. uh, and this is probably over the heads of most of our audience, but it's, you know, it's important to me. So yeah. I'm going to ask the question. Um, yeah. That's something that I've been struggling with and something that I'm working with is, all right, guys, this is what I call our 20 mile march. Uh, this yep. is what you're accountable for doing every day. This is what you're going to be doing. And and if you do this, you will be meeting your expectations, right? You will be meeting sure. your goals. Um, how how did those conversations go on your team? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I was really bad at this early on. But so the first thing is it's their goals, you know, their desires. And when mm -hmm. you hire them, you got to make sure that those goals align with the team's goals and vision and mission, right? Um, so that's the first thing. And the second thing is you don't have to hold them accountable as much as you have to make sure you hold your lead accountable, right? Your systems have to um, hold that accountable because you can't, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink, right? Yeah. And it is the same thing as an agent. So the first thing I realized is only hire agents that fall in line with the mission and vision of the company. And if you don't mm. have that written out, we just got ours written out this last year and it's been absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, you know, because people want to know the mission and vision and they want to mm -hmm. know it's more than just the commission check, right? And that they actually want to know it's not about them, but they feel sure. like yeah. you're saying, like, if you look at us, we're all entrepreneurs, we're grinders and stuff like that. Usually grinders don't like small talk. And so we're not in there making lovey-dovey relationships and all that good stuff. And so you have to have something that they can clearly see every single day that shows you know, where you're trying to head as a company. Um, and so ours is glorifying God by making, you know, uh, helping people make life-changing growth that will forever impact their family, um, business, and community. Sure. Um, and I think I botched that a little bit, but it's, <laughs> it's right. similar to that. So people, people can, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> but people can see that and they fall in line with it. And when we're hiring it, we share, they don't have to be Christians on our team, but they have to know the company, you know what I mean, is a Christian company that mm -hmm. abides by Christian values. And these are the values that that we have as a team. We'll go through the core values. We'll go through our vision statement and all that good stuff. You know, we want to be a hub for everything real estate. My point to that is the system has to dictate that it's not you forcing accountability on someone. And so yeah. everyone has that question because they're like, well, what happens if they don't meet it? Well, dude, we got standards, right? So yeah. here's the standards, you know, 12 transactions on the team. And if you don't meet that, if you're putting in the activities, you know, we've got a coach, you know, every single month to say, if you're putting in the activities, if you're humble, hungry, and smart, and you want it, but you're not getting it, that's a different story. But if you're not doing the activities, then it's just a parting of the wakes conversation. Absolutely. The biggest thing I've, I've found in that is just don't, don't let your agents hold you hostage. The system has to grow. Right. And that I was held hostage, not by them. I held myself hostage by not going wide, you know, I mean, not getting a bunch of agents underneath me. And so 
um, right now our goal is just to recruit a bunch of people that align with our vision so that I can make the right decisions and not be held hostage. Sure. Um, even though that's not what they're trying to do, it's just the way it is, right? I get that. I, I see don't know that. that. I don't know if that is the question, but yeah. No, no, that was great. Absolutely. Okay, because, sweet. I mean, you, you are right. You know, uh, you do have the standard, right? What, uh, 12 transactions with the team, like that's, yep. that's the minimum standard, right? Yep. And that, that one, that should not be difficult for any agent, I feel like. Uh, but like you said, if they're putting in the work and they're not seeing the results, okay, well, we can address that. We can coach that. Right. But if you're not putting in the work, and you're not seeing the results. It's a different story. Well, that, well that's yeah. very easy. Yeah. That's an easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's an easy. One hundred percent. I'll say. I'll say. Read the book Rocket Fuel as well, because okay. um, one of the things that I realized about myself is um, I am not an integrator. I'm not a good executor. Um, I'm a really good visionary. And what I've found, we just hired our director of sales and he's changing my life because he's just so good. I mean, he's just so good with people. He's so good at execution. And he has those conversations. And I tell you, every agent walks away from his coaching. I mean, just thriving, you know, absolutely thriving. And so you don't have to be the person. You need to get the person. But if you're going to build a team, you got to make their world big enough, right, for them to grow. And the only way to do that is to, keep growing. So you kind of got to make a decision on whether or not you want to be lean and mean. And then I think that you need to operate in really high margins um, Mm -hmm. through sphere and stuff like that. Or you need to go big and cast the net big. That's just my opinion on things. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I would say those are the two models, right? I mean, if you're in the middle somewhere, you're probably struggling because you got to lean in one way. I get it. 100%. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, I have a question. Since a lot of people who listen to the podcast are new agents, what would be sure. some of your top tips or a top tip for a new agent that's starting out? Yep. Maybe that was in your position that six months has had one transaction is like, holy shit, I have no yep. money. What do I do? Yeah. So the first thing is to make a commitment, you know, to yourself that I'm not, I'm not quitting until I get this right. Um, because until you do that, you're left with being half in in half Mm out and burning the bridges is a very good thing. It's a scary thing, but burning the bridges is a really good thing. So you have to be committed, be committed to picking a time that you're going to show up to the office every single day. Mm -hmm. And I go, this is the most successful people just show up. That's it. You're not more talented. I'm definitely not more talented. Um, And so you just got to pick a time to show up and a time to leave. And you don't leave until you said you were going to leave because MLET says, Confident people are people that keep the promises that they make to themselves. And that's one promise. Just like, you know, they say, I think it's like 80% of successful people make their beds in the morning. And it's something stupid, but that is what it is. It's like confidence is built by just keeping the promises that you've made to yourself. Make a simple uh, promise and show up to the office every single day. And then whatever you do, the business is about problem solving. And so everyone has a value proposition as a new agent and they just don't know it. And it's the easiest value proposition. I don't work with for sale buy owners anymore, right? As much. And I always used to wonder why people work with for sale buy owners. They're hand raisers. They're the easiest, you know, like it's out there, right? And when I yeah. realized this, that like time got more important to me, right? Than the time of effort to pick up a for sale buy owner. So you're not even competing in that game a lot of times. A lot of times you're not even competing in the expired games, uh, expired game. 
A lot of times you're not competing in the open house game. Why? Because top agents want their time back. And so sure. you can do all of those things. And guess what? All of those things cost no money. That's the craziest thing. And so if you go into it going, I'm going to do whatever it takes to problem solve for this prospect, right? Then you're going to win big time because you have yeah. a lead that's a hand raiser, bottom of the funnel. They will be closing on a house. Didn't cost you any money, right? It just cost you your time. Those mm -hmm. all, all those people will be repeating referral business in the next five years. And guess what? You have committed to the next five years to be the best agent that you can be. Yes. That's huge. I mean, I, we, we preach it nonstop on here is call for sale by owners and expired. If you are yeah. a brand new agent, that is what you need to do. Like there, yep. th there isn't anything f more free that you could do. Like you don't even have to get Red X if you don't want to like just right. use <laughs> right. Zillow or yeah. whatever. And, and it's like you said, their hand is up. All right. These people want to do a transaction. Okay. Yep. Just be the problem solver. I love it. Now yeah. they tend to be it, a little crazy. Okay. Let's yeah. just call yeah. it what it is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but you got to have that mindset. Yeah. There's that solution though. Like do this grind for a couple years, guys, like just do the work, mm -hmm. grind, 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 yeah. build up your sphere of influence. And then eventually you're going to move into sphere and referral business and you're not going to be actively having to prospect like that. It's going to be a different type yes. of pro prospecting, marketing to your sphere of influence, things like that. It just... That I, I will say that is the beauty of real estate is it is always evolving. Like what your role, I'm the type of person I get bored. I've been through so many roles in real estate here. I've got to, you got to give me something new. I got to, I got to try something new, yep. you know? Yeah, so this yeah. is the beauty of it is like, okay. It's a plug. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But, that's, that's me. That That's me just so you know. And I'm like, no, hold your money accountable. Yep. No. <laughs> right? Execute Stay. at a high level. Stop going so many Stop places. Stop being like, right? oh, let's try this. Oh, let's try this. Yeah. You know, so, but it, it does when, when something does stick, I will say we get consistent with it. When you find that thing that really does work for you, you got to get consistent with it. But it is the beauty of it. It's like, you know, there's going to be so much boring, like beginning, middle and end of your career. It's going to be boring, but if you, I think, stay consistent. Is well, everyone I listen to, every successful person says the same thing. Master the mundane, right? Like, yep. you, what makes you successful is going to be boring. Great. Just lean into it. Love that stuff. Yeah. Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. At the highest oh. level. And you, oh. yep. <laughs> yeah. you mentioned it, Lizzie, that like, uh, it's a beautiful thing when you find the like lead source that's clicking or, you know, some, uh, if you do events, you do events well. So you're like, that's mm -hmm. what I love to do. I love face-to-face, -face, you know, all this good yeah. stuff. But you will never know that until you just get this idea that contacts equal contracts. And I'm just out to have mm -hmm. as many relationships as I possibly can and be okay with getting beat up on the phones. Like, trust me. Yes. You, like, your alpha yeah. relationship, that people don't want a relationship with you, it is totally fine. Someone does. Someone had the same upbringing as you as a homeschooled, you know, person and... You were homeschooled and you love it. Someone plays music and you play music. I'm speaking about myself. Yeah. You know, I'm a weirdo, but like I had so oh, Liberty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did play at the fountain at Liberty. Everyone laughs at that. But <laughs> no, I was going to say though that in, I, so Stephen has a podcast. It's called The Rich Agent. It just launched. I would highly recommend following mm -hmm. it. I listened to an episode and in it, I remember you saying that like you, you get on the phone and do FISBO calls in front of your agents and be like, look, we're, you're going to get hung up on. I get hung up on. Like I have been in this in five years and I'm an ex expert, you know, we're never, I don't think ever fully expert. There you go. That's perfect. 
that you know like i i get hung up on all the time like it is what it is just freaking the the sooner you can get over being you know affected by rejection the better you're gonna be bingo as entrepreneurs we all have this complex and i i swear it's like you go to these conferences you go to these masterminds and you always feel like the little guy in the room Mm -hmm. right and you're always beating yourself up and what I came to realize is the people I liked the most were the people that would show me the truth. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that would show me their margins and go, it's not pretty. That would show me the failures and go, it's not pretty. And that would like go, like, I'm like, I'm not experiencing win after win after win, right? And these podcasts seem like people are winning, 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 winning. And I'm like, you know, maybe I should just switch that and go, I'm winning. So let me show you what it looks like to win. And that's why I jump on the phone and do Facebook calls. Facebook calls, um, you know what I mean? You name it in front of people because I'm like, dude, I just sounded exactly like you and they sure. chewed me out on the phone, right? They're like, yep. I got the same thing. So what are we going to do? I think we're going to call back. So let's call back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Following up. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's awesome. Well, we're going to probably go ahead and start wrapping it up. Okay. At the end of every episode, we ask like a super random question that we never prepare ever, ever, I was going to say, did you prepare one? <laughs> but I have actually been thinking about it because we have a guest on this time. I don't want to sit here for five minutes and be like, oh, okay. So this is a really, really random one. And hopefully you'll feel comfortable answering this, even though we both went to Liberty. What is your beverage of choice? Like if you could pick yeah, any beverage of one. choice. I mean, you can do you can do non-alcoholic if you want to, but if you well, if I you have like a, I really love alcohol. So my there wife you go. If, becoming right. an if you're alcoholic, a realtor, so. if you're a realtor and you don't love alcohol, you may not last. Lizzie, <laughs> Lizzie put me on a one drink a day uh, kind of probation yeah, right I now. I did right now because I could not only go into labor, but I've been in labor this weekend, like Whatever. at yeah, any moment. Yeah. And I need you to drive my ass to the hospital. I'm my not taking an ambulance. content is not going to affect that. <laughs> well, you do have to, yeah, I've, I've been thinking that to myself. One of the things is I do drink actually a decent amount and I've been waking up like tired in the morning. So I'm doing 75 <laughs> hard coming up here. So no! I won't have oh my, my favorite choice. Yeah. Coming, coming soon. Um, probably. Probably a gin and tonic is my favorite. Oh, that was um, me, man. We two liquor. were meant yeah. to be friends. This is this is look, all look, of look. us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All day. And then IP, IPA beer as well. So I Hayden. knew I liked you, Steven. Yep. I knew it. Uh, yep. We can throw we could throw a good party. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you guys, by the way, you guys are awesome. Um, and I just want to say that oh, it's just been thanks, fun. Man. We've gone yeah, through our career together, but it's been cool to see you guys' this growth mm-hmm. and starting a podcast. And we even, I went to the EXP conference. I hope Gary's not listening. I know, I we saw, saw you there, man. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going <laughs> to spill your secrets, though. No. <laughs> it was fun to hang out you with guys you, are, too. You guys are something special, though. You're, you're thinkers in the business. You're honest. You know, you're integral, role. And I just, I love collaborating with people like you guys themselves it's grown me as an agent so just wanted to say that oh well, well dude thank you thank that you. means a lot it's been it's no, been fun i love seeing your stuff i follow all your team stuff and i'm like go angry brothers i mean <laughs> guys i know you, there's a lot of people on here that follow us go follow 
this guy, this is the kind of guy yeah. I want to grow up and be. They have, I want to be stealing. Yeah, their, their content, I mean, if, like, we tell people all the time, like, go steal content. Like, just repeat what other people have done. Mm-hmm. Tweak it Boom. a little bit. Go go steal their stuff. They've got great stuff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time. We know that that means a lot. So we appreciate you showing up and doing this with us. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. See you, Steven. Bye. Bye.